Recycling. We failed. Nothing's being, you know, every time you separate your recycling, mm -hmm. only 5% of it goes to recycling. The rest is just buried in the earth or in the ocean. So we failed. Life is definitely simple. We make it complicated. So my goal in life right now is to make sure that I share my wisdom to the next generation. We're so happy to have my brother, my friend of the greatest movement of Earth, better human, better planet. Definitely, he is a pack leader in that area. His name is Darren Olian. He's an author, he's a podcast host, and he's also a co-star of a Netflix docu-series, Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Your mission hmm. is very aligned to, to mine, which is better human, better planet. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think uh, uh, at one point we should join. We're joining forces in a different way. Yeah. But I want you to know that, that what you're doing out there in the world, like better human, you know, treat treat the planet better. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's practically what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just making better humans. Even the show is called Better Human, Better Dog. Yeah. Right. Because I don't believe is 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 you have to train the dog. I believe you have to train the human, like what you're doing. Give the human the information that is missing. Sure. Uh, uh, never work against Mother Nature. So when I mm -hmm. see you, it's like this guy is doing never work against Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. You know, Mother Nature. Yes, never work against Mother Nature. Uh, and and that's the message that I grew up with my when my mm -hmm. with my grandfather. He always say, never work against Mother Nature. Always gain their trust, always gain their respect, and they're gonna give you a beautiful gift called loyalty. Yeah. So as a kid in Mexico, you know, growing in poverty, uh, you think a gift, right? So it was exciting the way he put it together. Mm -hmm. So to, for me, uh, welcome you to my land. It's, it's, you were already here. I just wanted you to come <laughs> physically uh, because you're, you, you represent the kind of people that I want the next generation humans to, mm. to, to follow, mm. you know, to follow people like you, um, people like me, who want the connection, the respect to nature, yeah. you know, to prevent unwanted uh, uh, problems. Yeah. You know, I believe that a dog doesn't have to practice aggression or fear or ignoring you. You just have to learn how to connect, communicate, yeah. and have an amazing relationship. So yeah. that's, what do you think about the place? Oh man, what a, I'm not surprised. Just, just knowing who you are, but it's like uh, coming here and kind of instantly seeing the layers of what you've put here. Yeah. Um, Tell me about it. So, well, sometimes I forget, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, yeah. your eyes have to remind me what I did. Yeah. I appreciate it, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, uh, certainly from that place of nature, because right. if you go against her, you're going against yourself because there's no separation. So, yeah. And that's where I think the world has kind of taken that left turn. And yes. there's infinite uh, side effects to that. And we're seeing that both as an individual and also to the world. But, you know, coming here, you, you, you're integrated in a way that um, it's not just you as a person who's had a TV show. Right. You're a person that lives and breathes and teaches and infinitely teaching. Like... When we first met, you instantly started sharing. Yes. And I instantly received and wanted to receive. Yes. There was no cameras going. There's yeah. no need for an audience. It's just two people sharing. And this place is a, feels to me like a representation of continuing to share. And just like as we were walking, you're like, hey, there's 
There's the my little Costa Rica. There's the migration. So every little thing here, yes. you could look at it as like, oh, that's neat. But there's these deep meanings mm -hmm. within it all, and all of those are teaching moments. Yes, for people. And and I think, yes. listen, I and, and <clears throat> again, I you know before we were recording, I, when I reached out to you, I go, man, I gotta, because I was already realizing that my dogs were not the 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 script was flipped in the sense that I was giving them love and joy but not there was this respect that wasn't quite mm -hmm. there and so I reached out to you said hey I need uh, I need to dial in my dogs a little bit and you immediately said I, I don't train dogs hmm. I train humans right. and and now having talked with you it's so clear yes that it's that it's it's all energy yeah and it's all because I, I believe that at my core, fueling anything I do, both having done and will do, that the core of it all is learning about yourself. That's right. And then from there, that truth is coming through. And yes. so your truth is coming through as the muse of the dog. Yes. But it's always been about nature and the people always. and being that deeper connected because clearly uh when people are not connected and they're off here right. in this kind of polarity up and down world uh and then distant from it and feet not on the ground right. and uh it's chaos yeah and we're seeing that uh in every direction right and now and this is the fun part about it right because we created chaos we can also turn it off yeah Right. Uh, the first thing we have to do is take full responsibility that we created chaos. And, yeah. and let's begin at home. Right. Yeah. Uh, global warming. Don't worry about outside. We're inside. Global warming's inside begins at home. Yeah. And and then people will say, well, how do you know, Caesar? Well, just look at your dogs. If your dogs are giving you five flight avoidance, that's global warming. Right. right, because you're not gonna like it. You're you're gonna be uh, sometimes worry about your dogs. You're gonna be tense about your dogs. People are not gonna like the way your dogs behave. Uh, your family is not gonna visit you. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're gonna create a separation instead of un unification. Yeah. Right. So so the 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 beautiful part about it is, in my opinion, and why I focus so much on training human is because that chaos is created because of us. Mm -hmm. Now we're in control of the chaos. We just have to unify uh, or, or uh, become self-aware, uh, yeah. and then let's begin with yourself. And, and then true. by using a dog, you can see your growth, mm -hmm. right? Because a dog is going to mirror your energy, your philosophy, and your actions. Mm -hmm. So don't have a children and, until you are really good with dogs, not just one, few, right. few dogs. Right. And you can foster them. You don't have to adopt them all, <laughs> right, right? right? So you can definitely train like uh, yourself to be good energy, good philosophy, good actions, right? right? And, and, and so how would you know? Look at the dogs you touch, right? Because right? those dogs are not going to choose five flight avoidance. Right. right, they're going to choose calm, surrender, happy-go-lucky. They're going to understand rules by limitations. Yeah. Your dog will be like everybody will say, "Oh, you have this amazing dog," and all dogs are born to be amazing, in my opinion. Right, they just need the human who can actually play the other fifty percent. Mm -hmm. So much of the world is trying to tell us who we are. Right, right. It's like be this, be that. We were talking about right. masculine, feminine yeah. before, and everything else, and. 
at a certain point you have to get to a point where like who am i and what am i and what do i want to be in the world right. right and and forcing it like forcing a dog to try to be what you want him to be right, right. never going to work out no never but then acknowledging who the dog is acknowledging who i am and then being that Forcing a dog trying to do whatever you want him to do, like forcing it, is the same thing as you telling a wave to go the other way. Right. It's impossible. Right. Right? Because because the nature of the dog, if you use anything that is not to trigger calm surrender, what you're gonna have is fight flight avoidance. Right? It's, it's, that's it. They don't know uh, how to respond positive to force. Right. Now when you move a, a, a dog or a horse or anything, there is a level of certainty that you have to create, just like when you move your board, surfing. It's a level of certainty that is physically involved, but, but it's with the, with the idea of creating flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. So I have, a, I have a, something that happened. I'm, I'm curious what your point of view yes. on it is. Ask me. <clears throat> so... It was just Chaga and I, and it was several years ago before the fire, and I had a lot of mountain lions, right, on the property. I had some, I could see their activity, and every so often he would all of a sudden go boom, and we knew he was around. Yeah. And so I put some motion cameras up, and I'd catch them all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Videos, pictures, beautiful, right? One day, a flash in front of us, a baby cub mountain lion. As soon as I'm thinking, oh, that's a baby cub, mom, right? And we're not that, we're here to the tree away. And wow. and then Chaga yeah. was going to, so I grabbed him. I had a machete. Mm-hmm. So it was me, Chaga, and a machete. And the mom paused. And then she actually went the other way from, so the trail, us, Mom, the cub's now over here. Yeah. The mom runs the other way, like almost in the open, almost demonstrating, not trying to, like running. And it was almost what I felt is that she was trying to get us to follow her and get away from the cub. And then we just turned around, but it was a really, number one, I walked away with Chaga was ready to go Mm -hmm. and I felt he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He was like yeah, forward, doing his thing, forward. right? And then the other side was like, "Hey, this my my energy was this. We're good. That's as far as we go." Yeah, and and I don't want to get in between any of you. You're here. We're here. Let's be together. And so we turned around and went back to the house another way. That's right. And so I'm just curious. Like ever since then, I I walked away with I feel very. Like when he chases a bobcat and he chases a cat, I'm like, that's nothing compared to, and he just keeps them away. Mm-hmm. What uh, you yeah. did with that mountain yeah. lion, yeah. that was a calm, confident, yeah. loving joy moment. Yeah. If you would have done like what you do with uh, them at home, right. <laughs> that fucking mountain lion will go after you. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It would be a completely different thing. Right. Yeah. You could have just panicked. Right, because you can turn the love into the wrong emotion. Right, you can turn the the the, the joy into screaming. It's funny because I I don't. You're right. I I don't have the same energy. It's like I was in a not too far away from here. I was in a plane crash just two months ago. Yeah, life and I death mean, again. 
and and I got I was calm. Yeah. I mean, we didn't crash. Our our yeah, engine to, went out. That's pretty bad. And we had to find a road like in five seconds. Yes, right. Right. Like and we there. found it. We landed, and I was calm. That's right. And but it's. <laughs> So now what this is showing... Like when nothing bad is happening, you go, you just go into love, joy. But like, it's more difficult for people to enter into a paramedic mode, right? right. Paramedics, they have to like, you know, yeah. like, like Navy SEAL, right? right. You, it's calm, confident. In the moment of life and death, you choose calm, confident. Right. Because you know that's the only energy that you have a better chance to survive with. Yeah. Right? Because at the moment people panic... And then it's, it's over because they're not going to be able to solve things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at home, it's just come surrender, happy go lucky. We don't need the protection. We don't need that. We can do that outside. So you can have the hunting dog mm -hmm. and you can have the domesticated dog. And they both will listen to you. Mm -hmm. It's just one is a Navy SEAL and the right. other one right. is just a little puppy. Right. Right. That's it. That's all you want. So you can have both. Right. But they both need the calm, confident energy. It's just this one is lower. That is higher. So when you go hunting, hey, see, boom, at a distance, they have to stop. Because you can see a mountain lion, you can see a bear, you can see something that can kill them, right? right? So your certainty is higher. Yeah. Inside the house, hey, relax. Right. That's enough. Right. Go back to come surrender. And then they, and that's <laughs> it. And then you just keep them in that happy go lucky state. <laughs> that's it, that's it. But if they go like, if you're, what's up? Hey, then you're gonna keep them excited. Then the squirrel is going to make him come confident. Right. You see it? Well, so, I mean, you've had, I'm, I'm switching the whole thing. Don't I'm worry. asking you questions. But um, I'm, I'm interested how, I, I'm now more curious about how Yay. We, we nurture healthy humans for sure. And, and I don't like to say protect the earth, but be a steward for her. Protection direction. Yeah, because I think we're insanely polluting so much so what is your i mean you've had so many different levels of your own career Wh where are you going now me yeah better human better planet yeah without a doubt without a doubt now this next year 24 i'm going to be on tv for 20 years it takes uh around 10 to 15 years to change a habit Right? Because every human that I knew is like, my dog, my dog, my dog, my dog. Now people come to me, I know it's me. Right. So in order for us to do what we do, humans have to take responsibility of pollution. So I'm talking about energetic pollution at home. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, the wrong philosophy, which is also pollution. Your, your, uh, your wrong actions, you know, you don't do exercise every day. That's bad for a dog, right? And so, so, for me, now is the time, I'm 53, now is the time that my age and my wisdom and my battles, my patience, you know, my fate, uh, as, as you know, and, and I hear you're going to have, unfortunately, lawsuits. And, and that challenge your spirit, right? They want to take your leadership away. They want to take your, they want to question your passion. Yeah. They want to discredit your creativity, right? And so where am I going with it is better human, better planet, but I, uh, my goal is through my foundation to begin with children, right? Grown-ups, I would say that 30% of the, of the world will change with me before I die, 
but then we are going to leave those kids with the other 70. And so if we, if you kids learn, uh, take care of nature, take care of the oceans, take care of this, but don't forget a dog, because a dog lives with you, right? And the dog will remind you if you're doing the right thing, do you have the right energy, do you have the right philosophy, do you have the right actions, how? Because your dog will follow you off leash because your dog will trust you, because your dog will respect you, because your dog will love you. And they say, why? Because you trust yourself, because you respect yourself. Like you say, it comes down to you, self-awareness, right? So if the human doesn't grow up how to control his own trust, his own respect, his own love, self-knowledge, self-value, self-love, and then that human will go within with that energy. You see what I mean? So, so if we start with kids from like at the moment they're three years old to ten, we we will absolutely change the world. Yeah. You know, eventually the leaders will be those kids. Yeah. You know, natural, simple, Staying profound kids. Yeah. Hold your natural, simple, profound self. Yeah. Hold it. Yeah. You know, that's the only way you can be nice to nature. Yeah. When you hold your natural, simple, profound. Yeah. When you focus on money, fame, and power, you're gonna hurt nature. Right, because all these people are, are people they, they have the ability to, to to not pollute as much, come out with different ways. All of, you you know more than me about that. But but they they have chose power and money. Yeah. They don't want to be famous because they don't want people to know. But they <laughs> right, but they do chose money and yeah. money and power, right? But it, but so it's a choice. So so next generation human need to choose natural, simple, profound. No, no, yes. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I wasn't expecting so much of it, but um, I just finished a book, and it was from. It's my father passed away twenty some years ago, and he had a chemical sensitivity. So anything unnatural, chemicals, perfumes, deodorant, shampoos, carpets, would. Ah, wow. Them, so the, that's why right. you talk about Windex and all. Well, right. a different oh. product. Different product would take that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all of that, I then spent a year and a half writing a book called Fatal Conveniences. Mm. All of the stuff from plastics to cell phones to EMFs to clothing to perfume to beauty product. All this stuff. It's all leading to similar things neutering us, affecting our endocrine system, estrogen, testosterone, plummeting, hurting our immune system, so damaging our ability to defend ourselves naturally, and turning on unregulated and constant stress in the body, virtually across every board, hundreds of products, thousands of products. and. It's screaming, it's so disconnected, and all I can possibly conclude, because all the agencies, FCC, communication, FDA, USDA, EPA, just keep going down the list. Yeah, people in power. Yeah, they're all supposed to be regulating us. They're the regulators, and yet, these things that are harming you, your children, the air, mm -hmm. the water, yeah. earth. the earth, knowingly, it's polluting. 
yeah. knowing polluting, hurting you, and then hurts the downstream effect. They know this. Yeah. And it's in the literature. And so it's, uh, it's not even like me making this up that I'm writing. That's I'm right. like looking at all the research. I had 20 people researching mm -hmm. for me. All I can possibly conclude is it's power and money. That's right. Because it is at the detriment of nature. Yeah. It's at the detriment of the human. Humans. And that is the thing that is blaringly obvious mm -hmm. from the small to the large. That's right. And so the only remedy is that we divorce ourselves from as many of those things as possible mm -hmm. so that we you know, get back mm -hmm. and feel power mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. because it's literally taking away our power, yeah. right? Our endocrine system, which is literally our controlling of every <coughs> metabolic thing in the world is being completely invaded. That's right. Right? And we keep creating, I think it's around 80,000 toxins, most of which... Over 90% of them aren't even tested. So, so wait a minute. The, the regulatory bodies aren't even testing. And then we're just blasting ourselves with all this stuff. So, yeah, we, we have a big problem. And so the only way, because they're not doing it, the yeah. only way is to wake up the human. That's right. The only way is to wake up the awareness that this is going on. And then, oh, by the way, it's not so doom and gloom. Just do this instead. Yeah. You know, buy this product, stay away from this, and then it's just so it's just another way of getting to your point. Mm -hmm. That this for whatever reason, this incredible country that we live in, this incredible world mm. that we have, incredible human. What I wanna do, and it kinda goes to what you're saying, or it does go to what you're saying is I use the term common sense all the time, and I, you would use the term instinct. Yeah. It is our instinct not to kill ourselves. Yeah. It's our instinct not to pollute ourselves. Right. It's our instinct not to pollute. Right. <laughs> Chaga. <laughs> hey. He's like, what? What are those? What are those? What is that? So it's it's... So I say common sense. I want to flip the switch of common sense in people again. Yeah. I want to flip the switch of instinct. Yeah. And don't just take all of this stuff as, you know, it's like you can go to the grocery store yeah. and buy products that are, yeah. that are harming you. Why are you yeah. not doing your job? As someone who's creating a company and selling it, isn't that your number one That's thing, right. not to hurt somebody? Now... And the pack, what position is doing that? The back of the pack guys, the middle of the pack guys, the front of the pack guys. You see, it's a, it's a very powerful position. Right. The, uh, uh, your, uh, your responsibility of uh, being in the front is direction, protection, love. Right. So, so it can't be the front. It is the front. But, but there are the people in power, the people with money, right. you know, in and, and the, and the, and the human world, money, fame, and power control. It's not the uh, the calm, confident people necessarily, or right. the or the healthy people, or the, right. or the loving people. That's not what is in control. Because a loving person would never do that. Right. A healthy person would never give you that. Of course. You know, a human that values life, 
will never intend to kill you with whatever he's giving you right. or asking you to buy from him, right? right? But the, so the, the people in, in, in the front of the pack, the CEOs of whatever company, right, Money Talks, uh, those are the people that are n not protecting you, right. right? So it's going to not only hurt your body, but your spirit, yeah. right? Your heart, like your own That's species. Yeah. Who's in front of the pack is giving you poison. Right. That's what you're saying. Right. Right. Yeah. Here's the food which I need it. Here is the water which I need it. Right. 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 So it's food, water, shelter, family, reproduction. Those are your instinctual things. Yeah. So whoever controls the water and the food controls life. Come from Minnesota. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, the day after I graduated from college, I jumped on a motorcycle with my dad. Okay. We both had bikes, okay. and I said, "I got to get out of Minnesota." Too cold. <laughs> Too cold. Too cold. <laughs> and uh, I then ended up in uh, Boulder, Colorado, for okay. seven years, okay. where I did a lot of. Uh, Physiology. I actually worked with a vet. I used to watch. Oh, yeah? I used to because I watch people see how they move, uh -huh. and then say, "Oh, your shoulder, or your yeah. this, or that." And so a vet said, "Could you come over and watch dogs to help me diagnose how they're moving?" Mm. And I so I'd start seeing like, "Oh, his hip, yeah. his gait, or yeah. check it. <clears throat> so uh, yeah. So then there, and then. Um, then I started studying psychology, and I started flying from Boulder, Colorado, yep. to um, <laughs> um, to uh, California. And then I, as soon as I got a taste of California, I was like, I'm moving here. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in 2001. I honestly thought you were like California guy all the way. <laughs> People always think that, yeah. Right? Like know. you totally embrace the California thing. Yeah. Like surfing. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. It was just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a landlocked Minnesota kid, just small town. Wow. You know? Yeah. And so how did you <laughs> then <laughs> run into um, the documentary? Hard, like the teaching of the world. What? Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, what made you say the well, world needs education? So I started. Um, I started seeing how food and supplements weren't so great, uh -huh. and then finally it clicked after my father passed away, right. and I started playing with really high quality foods and supplements, and I started learning, right. and then I was like, well, if I'm really gonna learn about these incredible medicinal plants. Yeah. Yeah. Then I need to actually show up. Right. And um, so that's where I jumped on a plane and ended up in Peru for the first time. And so I then was... Why Peru? Just because we had, you know, there's a lot of obviously the incubator of so many medicinal plants yeah. and I started really researching this thing called Sasha Inchi and Maca and Yacon and <clears throat> hey 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 is Maca really like energy? 
Oh yeah? Yeah. It's not it's not a stimulant. Oh. It's for <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, he's pulling like yeah. Come on. Use her. I'll, I'll take Sorry. her, I'll take him. Yeah. Come on, Nella. Good girl. So then I, I said to myself, if I really want to know, I got to know the people, I got to know the land, how are they growing it, and how do we preserve, how do we preserve the plant in the best way possible? And it quickly became, everything about this plant is equally about the people that are growing it and the land it's coming from. So I developed relationships in the middle of nowhere with, directly with farmers and learning like, this one farmer in Peru, mm -hmm. 14,000 feet where maca grows, right? Wow. So it's like stressed. And so then that stress, that stress becomes an adaptogenic response in the body. So it's an adaptogenic herb. Wow. So, cause the stress that it's under, it, it's an alchem alchemy with your body. It helps you deal with stress. No way, because yeah. the plant got stressed, yeah. then she helps me with my stress. Yeah. <laughs> That's information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. And so that maca became uh, such a powerful symbol. I said, I got to show up there and it's not easy to get to. No? <laughs> no, because you're like planes and trains and, and 14,000 feet and... What about the food there? What do you eat when you go there? Rice and beans, baby. Rice and beans? Yeah. I mean, I'm plant-based too, so yeah. I didn't eat, you know, rice, beans, and some veggies, you know, and, and tubers. What is so, that? so potatoes. Oh, okay. Potato oh, capital of the world. Yeah, 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 plenty. So, Ella, go. Ella. So you don't eat any fish? No, no. Okay. No fish, no dairy, Since no. when? 15 oh, years wow. ago. Yeah. Oh, so you already mastered it. Yeah. So, 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 okay. For me, I was like, oh, let's eliminate the middleman because I can find flesh yeah. and animals uh -huh. are just a bioaccumulator of nutrients that, are, uh, that once came from the ground, transmuted from the sun and the soil and those nutrients. The animals then are, either they're eating something that was eating that. So I was like, well, Let's eliminate the death part of it. Right. Find the food right. and let me do that. Oh, wow. So then the- I never saw, I never saw it that way. So that's very interesting. <laughs> because you know, one of the things, especially me as a Latino, right? Like we've been told that you have to eat meat. <laughs> yeah. To, 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 to live. Yeah. It's not true. And, but, but once you understand it, like, wait a minute, what do you think the animal is going to eat? And, and, and yeah. so get, get, get it before the animal gets it, yes. right? which is the plant. Yes. Plant before animal. And so I spent 20 years running around the world finding the most nutrient-dense foods in the world. Huh. And said, well, I'm going to eliminate needing to kill anything. So what is like a... Like uh, we all Ella, men Ella. have to eat, like what plant or or in a tea or <laughs> right maca. Really? Sure. I mean, I always go back to the basics. Mm -hmm. Eat a wide variety of food, mm -hmm. and you can grow the one of the greatest superfoods in the world in a mason jar, and grow sprouts. 
Oh wow. You can fill up a s seeds. Sprout? Yeah, so you can sprout broccoli oh, okay, seeds right, right. and make uh, some of the most anti-cancer, nutrient-dense foods in the world for 25 cents. You have a whole salad in five days. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's like... There's no need to go. Listen, I, there's a lot of studies that show men eliminating men eliminating meat and dairy uh -huh. within three weeks your testosterone can go up by 30 <laughs> percent without meat and dairy wow. so the, the so what is your goal in, in life what would you if you could change the world in 10 years what, what would oof. It, this takes a long time right but because the world has so many bad habits oh my god it's a system failure so we have all the food we need to get to 10 billion people we could feed today. 10 billion? We could feed 10 billion people today it's with the food that we have. The, the failed systems are that those foods are not getting to the people that need them. Recycling. We failed. Nothing's being... You know, every time you separate your recycling, mm -hmm. only 5% of it goes to recycling. The rest is just buried in the earth or in the ocean. Holy so we failed. Doesn't exist. Recycling virtually does not exist. Oh, wow. Right. So we failed at it. We need to stop. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to begin that. But we need to recreate the systems. So uh, what about the Ticos, the, the, uh, uh, the Costa Rican people? The, do they have the recycling better than the rest of the world? No. No? No. Oh, wow. No. No. The, the, what you want to do is stop, stop using, you want to stop, start using re, renewable, reusable things that are not damaging to you. Because, like, water bottle. Insanely stupid to use. Wow. It's good at its job. Right. It's cheap to make, easy to put water in, keeps its form. Great. Well, it's got phthalates in it. It's got chemicals in it. The plastic thing that was just Yeah, so those phthalates are, they mimic, mimic estrogen in the body. So now that goes and, and binds to estrogen receptors that also fight for testosterone receptors. So that's neutering you. So drinking out of plastic, and then heat, the more heat, the more it chelates into the water, so the fact that we're wrapping our food in plastic, putting water and beverages in plastic is undermining our health and is completely against nature. On top of it, that so what's the solution? That wasted, well, we need to go to back to glass. We need to start filtering our own water. We re use renewable, reusable containers and just to start eliminating that whole idea. And of course, aluminum is okay because you can keep recycling that, but still not the greatest because you don't know what chemicals they use to treat it, etc. There are so many solutions that we have failing these systems. I'm spending the rest of my life creating sovereignty again. Water, power, food, shelter, and eliminating waste. That all of what I'm awesome. It's all what I'm doing. That's a superhero job. Yeah. So, and then getting better at 
you know, my, <laughs> my, 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 my dog. The thing is, you have me as a, as a neighbor, so, like, I can take care of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, right, because what, well, you're, what, you, what you're saying, we just have to change the way people think about things. The totally. The way people act about things. And that will change their energy. Totally. Right? Well, so, like, look at, so this, this is power. Uh-huh. These are lines. Yes. And you have an infinite amount of underutilized and not utilized power systems that you don't know. Which is wind. You have wind, you have solar, you have gravity. Gravity you can use because it's hydraulics. If you have something heavy and it goes down, it can move all kinds and then very little energy it could take to bring that back up. You have infinite sources. We have now, we realize now through some friends of mine, there's hydrogen in the form of water vapor in the air already, it's humidity. We now can turn that into a usable fuel source on demand. So we're turning the air into fuel that we're actually moving to create as one of the most abundant free energy sources ever. We're not using that. We're not, I've you, never heard of that one. No, no one has. This is a f- probably the first publicly I've ever said anything about it. And these are the things that I'm working underneath it. And so I'm working on another TV show that's about problem solution. Problem solution. Here's the problem. Here's how we solve it. It's not rocket science. But we have to, and that's why I wrote the book, we have to look at the problem. We have to go, we have to recognize the problem so that we can go, just like you, told you, hey, hey, that plastic bottle, now you're gonna go like, uh, I don't wanna neuter my endocrine system, I don't want more estrogen in my body. Now that little awareness turned back on your common sense, your instincts to go, that's not good for me, let's do something else. So it's disrupting the apathy that we have as humans, that we just keep doing the same things over expecting that it's good for us. And that's why I called things fatal conveniences. So my goal is to shake up, wake up the apathy that we are kind of just living in. Like, oh, I'm just gonna put this paint on my house and like, I'm gonna put this stain on my thing when it's got formaldehydes and everything else. And like, no, no, no. There's always clean ways to do things. There's better ways to do things. And so we eliminate some of that exposure that's undermining our nature. Then we wake up and we have the sovereignty of strength and unity to ourselves. And then I start to work on, okay, how do we maximize water? How do we maximize food? How do we create power that is just infinite? Like we're literally getting hit with power right now. It's just not being used. So it's infinite around us. But what we do is we go, hey, I just bought this house and I flip on the switch. So you have a a monopoly of what you perceive as the way you're gonna get power. So it's just the only choice I have. And it's just coming by this. And if they, if the lines get cut or they decide to turn off your power or there's a, you know, fire danger, Okay, well, you have animals, you need water, you have pumps, you have nothing. But if you become sovereign, and your neighbor becomes sovereign... It's scary for them. And so now all of a sudden you have water, you're growing your own food, you have power systems, so go down, you're fine. And so now that's the freedom, that's the under 
it's unfortunately it's not the the first thing that people are recognizing in the undermining of what's going on in our world or in the country is our undermining of our own sovereignty but it's at the core of all of us as you say the pack we all know that that instinct of isn't it a great feeling to go outside your door and pick a grapefruit isn't it an amazing feeling to go outside and have fresh water from your well right or from rainwater that you captured uh, isn't it incredible to know that this wild power or the solar or this wind or this hydrogen thing is creating power just free power that's not polluting anything isn't that that feeling amazing so that's the kind of thing that I want this world to 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 go back to you know because that's how we started you know you're mentioning is like wow so that's what it's called sovereignty because I grew up in a place where only the the cantina <laughs> where you buy the beer in the town, they were the only one with light. Everything else, they have no electricity. So we have to go to the river, dig a hole, and wait until the water settles, you know, the dirt, and then we collect the water. So we didn't depend on anybody, we depend on ourselves. So nobody did, I don't remember we paid for water, we just collected the water, right? And we didn't, we didn't have electricity, so we, so we had um, uh, petroleum, lights uh, at that time, just for nighttime. Otherwise, uh, we grow our own thing, we have our own thing, but we, we used to call that poverty. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were in the farm, but that's sober time. Like we, yeah, we, we never was stressed out for food. Yeah. We ate beans and rice, that's for sure, yeah, yeah. right? Meat, very little, because poor people don't, don't eat meat. And so we, by, by design, vegetarians. Yeah. We eat a lot of vegetables, yeah. a lot of them, yeah. right? But, they're easy to grow and they're easy to forage and there's a lot of beans but they don't call you vegetarian they call you poor and so that's the label part is like shit i don't want to be poor right right so that's, if i eat meat then i'm rich that's the lie but then that's right if because, they were to say that's the lie that's i would be i would eat healthier right if somebody were to come with this knowledge as no this is health yeah. right this is good this is good it's like oh i hold this knowledge because it's healthy for me yeah. Right? It's healthy. We don't know it's healthy. We, they just tell us this is healthy, right? The pyramid. This is healthy. And then you end up eating bimbo bread. <laughs> yeah, so we have, to quest, we have to question who's saying what and why. Right? And, and, and what are these things that I'm buying because I no longer trust? So I've spent so much time in other countries, going back to the full circle, where, how is this grown? How is this processed? Where is it from? Who's growing it? And then going to the facility that does all that to make sure. And then I've been horrified that like, oh my God, everyone's green powder or whatever is coming from this place. Like this is, this is gonna hurt people or this is gonna cause, or this organic field is sprayed with carcasses of chewed up uh, uh, chickens as a fertilizer. Like, I don't think most of the organic people know that, right? You know, like these things are happening in Central California. Like, 
why do you think E. coli pops up in spinach? There's no reason that should happen. Well, they're spraying feces and, and, and ground up animal as a fertilizer all over these spinach. And then it's not washed properly. And like, how do you think this crap happens? Literally crap, <laughs> right? So it's like these systems, we want to live, I want to believe that people have my best interest, your best interest. I want to believe that. But I know now, having been in a career in this stuff, that it doesn't exist. But it does exist. We just have to stop doing what we're doing and find our tribe again. Find our real pack. And I'm finding that the crazier the world gets, the more I find my pack. Like I just found you today, right? (laughs) And and that's where we just keep building that force because life is interesting. It's got this, this pull and push and this darkness for sure. And that darkness has to have an equal and opposite reaction. And so I'm seeing a lot of that stuff. I'm like, I'm more excited than ever. Right. Even though I still see the craziness, right. but I'm excited for the possibility. It's it's funny that you're saying like I'm I'm calling, I now that, because uh, now that I became you know 50 plus, I feel that my wisdom has grown so much that all these people that I always wanted when I was young are coming. Right, uh, uh, this this I call it the superheroes, right? Like, it's all these all these people are are coming in and joining with their knowledge to educate the world, you know, uh, because it's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge because they're so used to the wrong energy, the wrong philosophy, and the wrong actions, you know. But at, at the end of the day, is better human, better planet, you know. And there's a challenge, so I have a challenge for you. Yeah. Come on, okay. follow me, follow me, follow me. Because I want people to, to be part of my vision, right. right? To be part of my dreams. And he said, yeah, absolutely, I built, I built the temple. And so a king of Malaysia, as a king, uh, built this temple. And we all want to be kings, we all want to be queens, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's the purpose of the, of the, of the, uh, of the dream. Just when, once you go up there, you declare what dream do you have, nice. right? And so in your case, you, you can use your dogs to take you up to the temple. The second thing is we're just going to time the time that it takes over there. So we're going to keep track of all the people that come and visit, who is at the top, of, and you know, uh, physically speaking and all of that. Okay. Stuff. Good? Great. That's it. The rest of the dogs are just going to be our cheerleaders. Beautiful. All right. I'll wait for you upstairs. Beautiful. Right. Come on, Chuck. Come on, Lala. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Chugga boy! Come on! Oh yeah! Some elevation! Come on Chugga! Come on! Look, you're in front of your dogs! Like, wow! You're falling there! <laughs> I told you once you go into that soldier energy, the warrior energy. Shh, shh, hey, shh, shh. 
Dude, you're in shape. More than your dogs. Shh. All the way, all the way. There you go. Good move. That's beautiful. That was perfect. Let's move out the way. Come and meet the temple, baby. You can drop the leash. What do you think about this play? Look at this. Wow. <laughs> See, I made it for that reason. I want people to challenge their heart, their breath, their legs, their body. Right? You know what I mean? It's like, I just got to go up there. Right? You got to do it. Instinctual part, the belief part. Man, you, yeah. look at how you're just breathing. It's like, I love it. Every time I come here, like... So I envisioned it, a, a, a temple here for that reason. It was just a little tiny piece of dirt when I saw it. Then I came, no, we need a little bit bigger. So obviously we came with the bulldozer, open it up, right? And then I saw myself standing here and looking at the world, looking at the planet. That's, yeah. that's my vision to the world, right? Endless possibilities. Endless in this beautiful land, this beautiful planet full of hills and green and, and volcanoes. You've seen volcanoes, the ocean. And that's, that's my uh, version, you know, of, of always being grateful of Mother Nature. Like the birds, sometimes you get the, the hawks passing by here. Yeah. Well, it's always the, it's always about the vantage point, how you're seeing something, how you're looking at it. And oftentimes in life, right, we get in fear and we collapse. Yeah. And then that's all we see, yeah. right? So then to open up again, get to a different place, it's a new world. Change the vision. Yeah. And, and, and often, it's, sometimes it's just go up the hill and change your breath. Right. Right? And then see your dogs. Why? I, I, I thought, honestly, that your dogs were going to take you because right. they're in the flat, they take you. Right. But up the hill, your energy changed. Yeah. Right? You had a challenge. Yeah. Right? And you went into what I told you. You come across, always come confident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the love joy thing, I've never seen it on Instagram. <laughs> right. But then when I see you with the dog, it's like, oh, okay, love joy to the dogs. Right. Yeah. What has been your biggest challenge in life? <sighs> that you say, wow, this is my biggest challenge, but it makes me so powerful, strong, you know, well, sensitive, empathy, all that. I think acutely the two that are probably the biggest is losing my father. Right? He was a, his, his spirit was very, very similar to mine. But he didn't allow himself. He'd try, and then he'd get crushed. And then eventually, and then he started drinking to deal with it. And then that was it. So losing him, but he's still with me, you know, yeah. very oh, yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably the second one, is just losing, you know, the, buying that piece of property was very symbolic and very powerful. And I always wanted my own land, and then it burned in 2018, everything to the ground. Wow. And so I lost everything. That's the Malibu fire. Yeah, so wow. that was probably the second 
uh, strongest, gnarliest thing. Cause then, you know, dad's stuff, mom's stuff, like ancestral stuff, pictures that before our time, they were pictures. They weren't on digital, yeah. all that was gone. And so those two things were probably the most acutely painful, mm. but they also, my father, when he passed away, the transmutation of that grief was me starting my path of health and superfoods, really. And when Wow, the, what an honor. Yeah, and I continue to do that. And he, never, he always wanted to travel, but never really let himself. Wow. And so then that led me to all the places oh, wow. around the world, yeah. You broke the cycle. Yeah, and then with my house, it really solidified water, power, food, shelter, because I literally lost it all. But now, what do I get to do? And I get to practice what I know on the land and do whatever it takes to do that. So I'm still in the middle in the process of that. So it created this passion and this resolve to yes, get mine up, but it's always for the demonstration of that we all can do this if we create a different way of looking at things and create a different system to support the new vision. So for the next generation, you have the wisdom and everything, you have gone through your ups and downs. What, 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 is, what would you share for the next generation? And when I say gen next generation, I'm not talking to just kids. It's this generation, the 13s, the 16, the 14, that they're, they're, they're getting information about money, fame, and power, but what you're saying is not so simple, profound to me. Yeah. Like, what will make them better humans for a better planet? What would, what would it be your, your wisdom to them? Well, Focus on what? Certainly staying curious. Curious. Certainly staying connected, because uh, curiosity, I think, is very tightly woven to pure consciousness. Okay. So when you're curious, you're open. Okay. And question, question what people are saying to you in a healthy way. Okay. Because I, th I, see, I see now the systems that we were born into and the systems that are here now, many of them fail. Yeah. And there's billions, two to three billion of people on this planet that still don't have clean water right. and they don't have food and they don't have shelter. So we failed as a human family. Right. So I say let's rewrite the systems yes. so that it includes everything and everyone. That's right. And we absolutely can do ah, that. Rewrite the system. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Rewrite the system.